Everybody, huddle up. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with former Badgers Brad Nortman. And Nortman, it's a fake. Great call and great execution. Not a Hawkeye in sight. And Chris Orr. An excellent play by the freshman out of DeSoto, Texas, Chris Orr. Here's Alex Strofe. Great Dane Huddle, the special kickoff edition here on ESPN Madison and Wisconsin On Demand. I have no idea what the hell's going to go on tonight from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison, but we're going to give it a go anyway. I'm Alex Strofe. Hope you're having a terrific Monday night. Just a programming note, we're not with you till 7 tonight. We're with you till 8 tonight because I need an hour to do four introductions. We will start... <laughs> with a Rose Bowl champion, the all-time leader in sacks at the University of Wisconsin, and the only person in the entire large Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company wearing sunglasses inside it is Tarek Sala. Returning on football season. He's got the readers hanging always. I the readers. He's always got the readers. He's, he's, readers. O- he's only lost Sometimes like. Sometimes <laughs> the sunglasses will go up and then they'll have the readers on, I guarantee you. He's watch. only lost like four <laughs> pairs in our one year of doing the show together. You hear the voice of an NFC champion, a Rose Bowl champion. And I don't care what anybody says. He's the greatest center to ever play at the University of Wisconsin. He's the great Blasphemy. Oh, whoa, whoa. Amen. Good to be back, though. Good to be back. Happy and we got the Young Bucks season. Now. Now. Oh, well, we got the Young like Bucks. Like I said, that's for the next half an hour when I give their <laughs> long-ass introductions. But, but fellas, welcome back. we got plenty to talk to about. Back. Great yes. to see you. Good thank- to see you, Strophe. And, and by the way, i got to thank you guys because last year when, when I took over this program from Jim Rutledge after a dozen years of him hosting it, you guys uh, spent 15 minutes harassing me and saying, we've had several co-hosts on the show, and not many of them made it through year one. I'm damn proud to say I made it through year one and you allowed me to come back for year two, and I'm appreciative well, and great to have you back, man. You've done a great job, so don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, you I know. might say it another way, but you know what I mean? Well, and Rutledge was with us over a decade. I don't know how long it was. Twelve but, years, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, he was done with us, and, you know, we, we moved on because, you know, bitter beer face, he, he really took yeah. on. You know the the yeah uh, he's a big shot sales guy yeah yeah you know? yeah yep, that's him yep. that's we're him. A, we're a deplorable you know what I mean so you get to hang out <laughs> I can't take you I can't even take you an ounce seriously with those sunglasses on inside well, I got the sun in my eyes I'm older I need these blue where he's right there you're right seeing there. stuff again all right the young bucks are here too the uh, the the greatest punter to ever walk through the halls of Camp Randall Stadium he is an NFC champion. He was in an AFC championship game for the Jacksonville Jaguars and donned the greatest fake punt in NCAA history. Brad Nortman is here. Bradley? 
Strophy, you always make me feel on top of the world when you introduce me. So thank you, gentlemen. It's an honor to be on here with you. And, uh, man, it's football season. Amen. We're here. It's, we've best. won. We've made it. Nothing better. And, and finally, the hardest mentality of a man I've ever met. He, he is uh, the, the reigning first-team all-USFL selection, the longtime linebacker at the University of Wisconsin, and the pride of DeSoto, Texas. Chris Orr is here as well. We've got a full booth tonight. Man, that, that felt like a fight intro, man, like a walkout, man. <laughs> well, I'm, getting, I'm waiting for you to sign up for some MMA stuff. Because hey, man, I might need to, man. I'm sick of you beating up on me. <laughs> it's feeling, it's feeling <laughs> hey, it, it might happen sooner than you think. Man, I'm surrounded by some Badger legends. My brother's here in the fold, in the brotherhood. You don't know anything about that, Shro. But anyway... It feels like Badger football season, brother. Hey, I'm ready. It's game week, <laughs> which is absurd to say because Tarek Derrick, it feels like it was like three months ago when we were sitting at this very table at Hilldale the day after Paul Chris was fired. And we, were, oh, we, and, and we spent two hours discussing, down. dissecting, right. and trying to figure <laughs> out who the next head coach was. I'm going to go home now. Truly <laughs> <laughs> shutting it down right away. But here we are. Tim. All right, we're back. Yeah, let's here go. We let's are. talk about the former head coach. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I made it what? I made it four minutes, maybe? Five minutes. Five whole minutes without getting torn down. Um, but here we are ten months later. Luke Fickle's the head coach. It feels like there's more buzz and more energy and more excitement around this program than there has been since you guys were, were playing under the legendary head coach Barry Alvarez and winning Rose Bowls. It, there is so much buzz here, and it is officially game week. Uh, Derek, I'll start with you. I know you've been at several practices, and you've been up and close and personal with this team. There is so much buzz, and rightfully so. Well, you know, anytime there's change, and, and you know, obviously uh, – the last three years has been uh, challenging for Badger Nation alumni fans. wasn't We weren't used to what we were seeing the product on the field. So you know, change is is, is welcome, right? Um, and not to say that you know a lot of the former staff, friends of mine, and so on and so forth. But this is big business. This is a, uh, and it's getting bigger every day, as as we all know. But. I will tell you, there is, and, and Tarek could probably comment on this because we've we've spent some time with with Coach Fickle, his staff, whether it be Badger Desert Classic out in Las Vegas in the spring at the end of April. Uh, we had a couple other events since then, um, practice, and uh, I got to tell you, memories of Coach Alvarez and his staff, and all about the same age in the early '90s, and uh, they are road warriors. They they recruit 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 and it's it's apparent because of what we saw come in here through the transfer portal what we see you know we see on, on the high school kids you know that are committing um so it, it it's just a new energy right um it's going to be a new look which we're all interested to see um but i have a yeah. lot of confidence in this this football staff there's no question i'd echo that and i think we all Chris, Brad, Derek, you know, we, we have a culture here that we, we talked about it, Chris, mm -hmm. uh, early in the year, just about, you know, whether the people come from Wisconsin or from Texas or Connecticut, you know, we, we built a togetherness here in a culture that, that exists and, and give Paul Chris credit for maintaining that, building it, and, and, you know, bringing that back to our program. But Derek talked about the big business. The business is, is off the charts, NIL. You know, the transfer portal, all these challenges that take place. It is a, you need a CEO, not just a football coach, 
you need a CEO. And then, you know, what Luke's bringing is, is that. He's bringing that whole that, that energy. And these guys are competing in everything. I, I went to the squat. Everything. The squat. In, deal. out. Squad Fest, you were there? Yeah, Squad Fest. I you was were there. there? It was like crazy. DJ, you yeah. had the strobe lights, you got all this going on. Mm-hmm. They started off with a tug of war. That yeah. was that was wow. the beginning to set the tone, mm-hmm. okay, to get in the squat rack. It was it was off the charts. And I can't tell who's a player and who's a strength coach. There's like 5,000 strength coaches. And they're all in there, and they're all like tackling each other and like everything, and they're keeping score, they're counting everything. I mean, they're videotaping who's, who's uh, loafing, who's competing. There, there is no chance to loaf in this program. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's well, you insane. know they had, they had the eye in the sky during spring ball. One player, they would determine one player. You had no idea. The team had no idea who would that be. That camera would be on that one player the entire practice from pregame, from, from pre-practice warm-ups all the way to the end to conditioning. Even the punter. And then the even inc- the punter. <laughs> even the punter. Uh, no. Oh, you know they did a specialist. There's a lot of standing around that <laughs> Big loafers. Yeah, big loafers yeah. in a specialist. But then they watch it. If they catch any clips, mm-hmm. whether A, great effort, or, or caught them loafing, the whole team sees it. Yeah. So that's accountability. I love that. Yeah. Man, I love that. We had I had something like that uh, in my tenure in uh, Carolina. It's a little different than yours. You know, y'all were winning. But uh, with uh, actually Coach Rule, head coach at Nebraska and his staff, we called it sheep and lion tape. So he'd make a cut up of guys, highlighting them, almost like a highlight tape from practice. And it will highlight a play and say, man, you're a sheep. You turned away from contact or you, you didn't actually sprint to the ball like Coaching little things and talking about the accountability is is, is going to be big. It's definitely going to look different. I was at Squat Fest with my man Targ. Man, it was it was tug of war, one on one callouts. You know that which is which is dope, man. That's something that that's that's kind of on a, on the next level. You know, everybody thinks of tug of war and you you split up into teams or whatever. But one on one, man on man, is teaching the guys that at some point throughout this season, this entire team is going to need you to win your one-on-one matchup. We're going to need well, you to dominate your opponent. That's the 2023 of uh, Urban Meyer's Florida Gators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Netflix. Yeah. It, I, you know, we had a mat drill, but it was like jump on the mat, jump up, jump down, and cart, you know, you do like a little cartwheel out to, to the turf, and you, it's just a, a lot of work. That mat drill was guys having to, like, fight each other yeah. to compete. And so – that's a little bit out of control. You get fired for that today. Yeah. <laughs> but but a tug of war is a better, more civilized way to bring out the competition. For it, sure. it was pretty cool. Well, for and, sure. and, and as you look at it now, and to bring it full circle back to Coach Chris and everything, sometimes you just need a change, right? You just need a change of pace. You need an environment where people feel like they need to prove themselves. And I feel like a lot of times as coaching programs can go on, this is why what's happening in Alabama is so incredible, right? Is that you can get complacent really, really easy. And you can get comfortable really, really easily. So when you're in a position where a new coaching staff comes in, they want to prove themselves. you got current players, they want to prove themselves. And you got new players that want to prove themselves. So just bringing in competition and something different, it, it wakes everybody up. And I'm, that's what I'm hopeful to see is guys on the field that are awoken and that um, they're ready to compete. And that, that, that's translated from all these off-the-field things in between the white lines on game day. You know, there, and I've, I've heard this from several current players, several, that the attention to detail, the little things, the focus was lost there uh, the past few years. It really was. And, 
and and you know coach Chris is more he had more of a I guess for lack of a better term pro style type approach with a lot of these guys treat them more like adults even though there's a lot of 18 19 20 year old kids you know um, that ain't happening anymore and it's every little thing the way you act the way you go about everything off campus on campus in class in the locker room facilities everything in the meeting room coach Fickle has a very high expectation on how the way well, the guys go about everything, and that's what Co uh, Coach Alvarez taught you know us, and, and we went about it the same way. I don't know if this is a good analogy, but I feel like the walls are closing in on on collegiate sports. The, the the dollar amount with the TV contracts that are going on, you know, the consolidation of conferences. You have Washington coming in, Oregon going to the Big Ten, USC, UCLA. Then you have Texas uh, going in the SEC. So this is going to be this mega conference. Yeah. And either in or you're out. Yeah. So either you're going to you're going to step into the new new gen generation and be able to produce and compete to, to 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 sell that TV money, right? Which is billions of dollars. So like each school is going to get 100 million dollars. And where where are we going with this? And what what you know, how are the players going to be compensated in the future? Mm -hmm. So these are we going to start? Are the players going to start scratching away at that TV money a little bit? That'd be interesting as we go along here, and and it's going to be, it's I don't know. And then you got Title Nine. My, my my daughter runs track at the university. You know, I want I'd love for them to continue to have all these sports, but I don't know what's going on. I don't. It's 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 crazy. Well, you bring right. up a really interesting point because in the past, before NIL was so public and accepted. There was almost this like charade or this narrative where it's like, well, these are just student athletes, right? How much mm -hmm. can we expect of them? Mm -hmm. How hard can we be on them? Yep. And I know what all we experienced was the pain of discipline and challenge and, mm -hmm. and time management and all those kind of things. But now there's no more social or public acceptance of that. It's like these dudes are getting paid. The university is getting paid. So darn it. Let's have some results. Yeah. Let's see it on the field. And, and there's a lot less sympathy for it, which yeah. I honestly... I think it's finally a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's turning into the NFL and the head coach, you know, just like we alluded to earlier, the head coach now becoming not only are you a head coach, but you're a GM as well. Like you have to you have to manage these players and the money is becoming an aspect in it. It's becoming a, a part of recruiting and all of that. But the one thing about the NFL that people don't know, it's a year-to-year -year turnaround. Like, and I think college football will eventually grow to that. Everybody's leashes are getting well, a little There's collective tighter. bargaining. There's right, contracts. Exactly, there's exactly. you know, there's all this stuff. Exactly. We're in the wild, wild west yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. Where I've, That's true. I've said this two, three years ago that it's going to end up on Capitol Hill at some point. Yeah. Because we opened up Pandora's box, and For it can't. Sure. It can't. You know. I've already heard horror stories or what's happening to some of these kids mm -hmm. with, with NIL. Fifty percent, so. well, fifty percent on the transfer portal are not finding a home yeah. with right. a scholarship. Right. That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, that's and the part of it, man. You got to stick to your commitment. But no, the year-to-year -year turnaround I was speaking on was more so like if you don't perform as a as a coach or as a team as a program, mm -hmm. if you don't perform, you could very much well lose your job next year. Like, and you could be gone and whole new coaching staff is in which means there's a there's a plus of 30 guys from the transfer portal even guys that you might have just brought with you from your last program or whatever so I, it's, it's it, interesting Chris, to see how college football is great going. point you're gonna have coaches and they already do it urging mm -hmm. guys that aren't producing performing hey yep. maybe you should hit the transfer yep. portal I, maybe i you know i know somebody here or there but mm -hmm. they don't really care no and what Tarek just said half you ain't finding a home yep well, it's a double-edged sword, right? You yep. want you want to go to college. You want to get 
an education. You want to be here, right? On scholarship, there, get there all the free still that. There you is want all that because you know we all know the lifespan of football, right? Yeah. So I mean, you, <laughs> there is still that. There but is that, still an education. But then, if you don't produce, I can't. As a coach, I can't feed my family, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, so then we're going to have to find another home for you. But then, what, what the player is going to go what, hire a lawyer and say you put undue stress on me? We, right. just, we just don't talk about it. Uh-huh. We just do. You know, we just find you a home. Nobody ever says, "Hey, if you don't produce, we're going to run you off. Mm-hmm. Maybe lock you in the sauna. Maybe." <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, what, that's what they used to do. But uh, you know, you just you just you don't you know you don't get your gear. You're just like. You're just, you don't have any uh, guidance from the academic department. You're just out in the streets, man. Yeah. You still get your scholarship, but, you know, you're just like, hey, I'm going to, you know, exit side left. But that, that's, the, that's the problem. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a dog-eat-dog world, as they say, man. So sure you got to be ready. So good. This is so good. And we're going to do this till 8 o'clock tonight. I haven't said a word for 12 minutes. And I, I intend on that continuing to be the case until 8 o'clock tonight. Four former Badgers with us. Chris Orr, Brad Norman, Derek Engler, Tarek Sala. <laughs> Excuse me? I said I bet you do. Yeah, that's fair. I don't want to work. I'm just going to sit here and, and, and uh, you know, enjoy my enjoy my crop circle wheat from, from the Great Dane Pub. You can watch Brooke. Florida, Utah here in a bit. And yeah, we'll flip that on. I'll just, I'll just step aside. quarterback, I think, starting. Dude, look at this guy. Is, is he going Graham? Is Let's he, go, Graham. Is, is Graham's at Florida. Yeah, he's starting. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's the starter. Right? Is it tonight? Yeah. Let's go, Graham. Is no, that tonight? Thursday, yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, why, why are they playing a Monday night college game? Pretty sure it's What are you talking about? Oh, Thursday. I'm sorry. I looked at it right here. <laughs> it My says bad. Thursday, August 31st. Monday. You I need to borrow Tarek's cheaters <laughs> in the you break. And I had a different I had a different game on from, yeah, never mind. Well, sorry. continue to Let's talk go. culture, Badgers football. What do you want from me? Why are you no, pointing at me now? I lo- I, I'm jealous. You get to wear the same zip up. You've been wearing that for like the last two or three years that I've seen you. Your hair's never combed. I love it. <laughs> I wish I wish I had hair. Go go go! The one bald guy, guy on the panel yeah. is the one talking about my hair. Do the reason I'm wearing a hat. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I'm not going to call you bald with a hat you on. At the station, you're crushing it, man. I love it. That's that's what I want to do. I'm going to crush you as we return. It's the Great Dane Huddle two-hour edition. Kickoff to the Badger season as they host Buffalo Saturday at Camp Randall Stadium. I love this so much. We'll continue next. It's the Great Dane Huddle. Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Rolls on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. I'm Alex Strofe, who I, I will not be doing a lot of talking tonight, and I'm okay with that because I get to listen to war stories, culture, <laughs> excitement about the 2023 Badgers program as they get ready for their opening game this Saturday at Camp Randall Stadium against Buffalo. I'm alongside four former Badgers, the all-time leader in sacks, Tarek Sala, the greatest center to ever walk through those halls, Derek Angler, <laughs> the greatest punter and fake punter, running back, I guess, a little bit, Brad Nortman, and the uh, the best mentality ever. I, I can't call you the greatest linebacker ever. That's a good problem to have. It'll be you, man. Because yeah, Tarek's here. Of, no, no. And, and I don't want to I don't want to pick like a favorite. I, it's like picking a, a favorite I'm child. A, I'm an edge rusher, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. both in the record books, man. But yeah. 
yeah. Edge rusher always confuses and me. That's kind of a because are you a D end or are you a linebacker? It's both. It's fluid. Yeah, it's that's fluid. what I'm saying. So yeah. like, I don't want to say Chris is the greatest linebacker of all time. And uh, Tarek had his hand down a lot. He did his yeah, hand. Yeah. Okay, so he's a D end. Ah. Yeah. Oh, then I can say greatest. I, got, I can kiss all your asses equally. <laughs> I've got I've got stiff hips, man. They only go one way. It's like it goes, goes forward. Yeah, yeah. So you I, I can't be I can't be in the uh, linebacker dynamic. Category. Did you ever eat it? Like, did you ever accidentally lose balance with a hand down and just fall face first? Like, I know you're really athletic and, and I, still are, but I was going to say I'm not very athletic, but I'm not that poor. At, well, at, like I'm not athletic, so there's a wide gap between you at how old are you? Oh, God. I'm 48, right? Okay, I got okay so you're like, double my age. I'm 24. Yeah. Yep. You're hey, much more athletic at 48 than I am at 24. And so I was just curious if there was ever a mishap. Case. No, I don't. I never did that. But I, I definitely got juked and, like, you know, lost <laughs> my jock once in a while. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna actually going to panel this. Worst snap you ever made there? Oh, God. A few. Um, probably in the NFL, unfortunately, uh, against the uh, St. Louis Rams. Back in the, the the greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner Ooh. days. Uh, unfortunately, um, I had a quarterback, Danny Cannell, that he wasn't he wasn't the smartest lad in the huddle. Um, <laughs> and despite the fact that nobody can hear, I could you I could not hear you if you were yelling at me right now. It was so loud in that dome. And I told him we got to go to 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 silent snap. But he said, no, no, we're good, we're good. So I'm looking through my legs. He's trying to get a money tumor, the other uh, receiver set up, and my right guard's hitting me. Like, and I look up the game clock, and it's like three, two, and Danny is still looking. He's not looking at me. So I just, I kind of, like, I hesitate. Don't flinch. Mm. And I kind of short snapped it, and it dribbled, popped up. Luckily, our fullback, Charlie Way, got it, and it was a four or five yard loss. But John Madden circled me and said, I have no idea what Engler's doing on this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. John Madden was circled. I got circled by Madden. If Madden, oh, Madden okay, also, that's, that's honestly Madden a great a brag. You don't need that to is. tell the rest of the story. Just say, John, John Madden uh, no, circled was, me that once. That was my worst snap. Thanks. That, that trophy. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk. I'm, I'm, I'm going around the panel, so don't worry. You're not <laughs> yeah. alone here. Brad Norton, the worst punt of your career. Thanks for bringing this up, Strope. On, on behalf of all of us, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I don't have any stories to tell. So, Worst punt of my career, uh, rookie year, playing for the Panthers. We are playing the Chicago Bears, a Devin Hester returning uh -oh. Chicago Bears. Uh -oh. Ooh, so no. we're, we're in Chicago. Punting out of bounds. And, and that's what, that was the game plan, right? <laughs> punting out of bounds. Right? All week, punting out of bounds, punting out of bounds, punting out of bounds. You got it, coach. So show up, wake, wake up that morning. It's like low 40s. Like 20 mile per hour wind, consistent, gust of 30. It's end of October at Soldier Field. So I'm like, here we go. And Soldier Field, I don't know, for, for those who've ever been there, it's there, there's shelves of wind, right? So it's not a big stadium. It's a strangely shaped stadium right on um, Lake Michigan as well. So the wind will come in at one level. A little bit higher, it'll be going in the opposite direction. And then the top level, it's going in the field direction. So it's very hard Only to control punters punts. know that. Yeah, that's right. Man. You guys taking notes? It's taking like, notes? It's or like, like miniature <laughs> golf, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah it's, it's simple. Simple game, really. So that's why everyone's like, why is it so hard to punt in uh, Chicago? That's why. And it's just super windy. So when you got a guy like Hester, it's really hard to control the ball. So punt out of bounds. You got it, coach. So first punt of the game, I got about 200 people there because this is the first game in the Midwest when I was playing in the NFL. And I go and I take a pretty good angle. And, there, you know, you hit a moving target dropping the football, right? So I drop the football. And more often than not, it's just a nice, clean, straight, no movement to the drop. You see it hit your foot, right? This was not one of those drops. 
Oh, the no. wind gust moved the ball. I'm already taking a hard angle out of bounds. So I swing my leg. It, you know, The ball moves from my left to right. It goes on the outside of my foot. And the punt goes all of seven yards. Oh. oh. Yes. Out of bounds. I mean, it went like over our sideline toward the crowd. I mean, it was just... Boo, laugh, all that oh, kind of stuff. So that was. Where are you at, at on the field? Wasn't Hester taking to the house. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's where I thought that was going. Really? Coach, you went out of bounds. Where were you on the field? So, <laughs> we were like at probably the thirty-yard line. So they got the ball by like the thirty-seven. Ah. So, but cool, but cool aspect. I was like so embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous, and I suck, and all that kind of stuff. And usually, the guy that's like intense and scary and intimidating, Steve Smith, the alpha mm. male on oh, our wow. team, yeah. meets me at the white of the paint. I thought I'm gonna get my butt chewed, right? He goes, Norman, you got this. You're an NFL punter. We believe in you. Next one. So I was like, oh. and that's the affirmation I needed. So bad punt leading into a great leadership moment by my guy, Steve Smith. So this, the point of this segment was to bring you all back down to earth, and then you just rubbed Steve Smith's pep talk in my face. Uh, Chris Orr, <laughs> last but not least, give me your horror story. My horror story? Oh, man. I got a few, man. I got a lot. My dad always told me if you're not getting embarrassed on the field, then you're not playing football for real. Amen. <laughs> you're not a ball player. So <laughs> I got to think, think of my worst one. I guess I'll go NFL too, man. My first uh, active game, actually, we're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm, in, I'm with Carolina. We're playing Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Uh, we're getting destroyed, by the way, getting absolutely destroyed. Tom Brady woke up. Decided to wake up this week. All all season they had been like all right for the most part. This is when he decided to play. And uh, so we're getting destroyed. Uh, Shaq Thompson, who I was backing up, just we just ran like Tampa 2, so he had to run down the field. He comes off and coach throws me in or whatever, right? So I'm like, oh, like, let's go. Like this is this is this is your time, boy. Like it's time to get it. <laughs> uh, a little one back power. I, I think I can shoot the gap. I shoot it. As I shoot the gap, uh, their tackle, uh, worse actually, from Iowa, Ooh, both of our oh rookie years. I shoot the gap. Only other time an offensive lineman has done this to me is Ryan Ramchick at, at Wisconsin. Stevens point guy. We shoot the gap. I shoot the gap. <laughs> They're two really good players. He yeah. he on Sundays. He could have destroyed me, but he just nicked me on my shoulder. So he almost propelled me a little bit. I bounce off of the double team. And there I am with Ronald Jones, who is actually from Dallas, Texas. I know Ronald pretty well. And as soon as we make contact, he gives me a flipper right to the chin. Ugh. And I can't touch him. And then he breaks for probably like only probably like three or four, to be honest, because we were running to the ball. But, like, for me personally, <laughs> yeah. it was demoralized. Only other time I've had something that bad was Clayton Thompson from Northwestern shaking me. At quarterback, running his own read, he shook me. He shook me. He only got a yard. What's worse, getting shook, shook or hit in the mouth? Getting hit in the mouth, yeah, for sure. Amen. Oh, getting hit in the mouth. Amen. I, I, I would get shook ten times out of ten over getting ran over. You get ran over. Especially a player like you, Chris. Man, yeah. your manhood's hurt a little bit. <laughs> you're, you're, all, you're all pissed off the next snap. You're trying to go get somebody. You probably blew your assignment just trying to blow somebody up. <laughs> At least that's sometimes I did. Or not blow your assignment, but I'm doing my job. I'm just doing it a little <laughs> A little different. <laughs> All right. Well, so your worst moment now. Let's give us. Yeah, I want to hear your worst either radio moment, in athletic life. moment. Give us something, man. In life. Uh, well, you athletic moment. There. All of them were bad, so that's not very fun. Um, I, I, I will tell you. I will tell you this story. Um, I'll tell you an athletic and a radio well, story. We've heard okay. enough girlfriend stories, so they were all horrible. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, the, the, the one I've got right now is still cut me around. 
You've been gone for six months. She yeah, hasn't done me yet, so true. we got that well, going for us. You went out to Denver and like during the bowl game or something, didn't you? Do the that, Super right? Bowl game, yeah, Super yeah, Bowl, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, That's what we, it was. yeah. Well, that was her fault. She booked that one. Um, <laughs> hasn't let that one down either. Uh, I will tell you, athletically, um, this kid we were playing. I, I played senior year soccer, one year of soccer I ever played. I lost a bet, decided to go out. We were the worst team in the state. Allowed the most goals. Hadn't won a game in our program's history. Ooh. You made a bet to go play soccer <laughs> your senior year. Yeah, and I lost the bet. That is wild. Really? I was really confident in the bet. Um, I don't even remember what it was. I'll have to text Admitting that you played soccer is a big problem. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Um, so I played right defense, um, and the kid I was I was facing. Uh, from Kiwani, I remember this. His name was Jonah. I ended up having a beer with him a few years later. And uh, he told me, I'm about to break my brother's school record. We're tied for goals. I said, all right, well, I'm not letting you score, man. And uh, he scored on me about 30 <laughs> seconds later. No oh kidding. God. He just burned me. Uh, radio was definitely the one time I dropped the F-bomb, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never done that. In How many years have you been doing this, Tarek? You, you, Tarek, you've done it, right? Oh, What's yeah. that? Uh, drop the f bomb. Oh, oh, multiple times. No, here on air. Think I've about had 20, to dump twenty it, years. Tarek, I know you've done it. Yeah, oh, well, oh, he yeah. says he knows he's done it. <laughs> so. Recently, recently, I had maybe one. And, and I, I, I swear, <laughs> it, it, it's been very parsed. I, I don't think I've done. Um, I don't know. Well, a handful we, over twenty. Well, all I know is Craig Carmen when he Let's was hosting spark. the show. What's that? We were on a sixty-second delay. <laughs> that sounds about right. Hey, I'm proud of you guys. Is there a scorecard? Is there? Is there? Any, there's no record of it. There should be, but there's yeah. not. You're right. Um, I, I'd be remiss the if FCC I didn't mention. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our producer back at the Everlight Solar Studio, Alex Gravatt, has the most viewed video in the history of the uh, the the disc ultimate golf frisbee. or ultimate, ultimate frisbee, frisbee league. In Thank general. you. Um, an ultimate frisbee because of a horrible touchdown he allowed after a turnover. So. Um, G, we'll have to t- save that story for later in the show because I know we got to get the break. Uh, but but I appreciate you uh, appreciate you texting that one to me. So we've all had our bad moments. Uh, we're going to talk about good moments, hopefully though. RPO being introduced at the University of Wisconsin. Expectations for this offense under Phil Longo and the new quarterback Tanner Mordecai. We'll dive into it next. It's the Great Dane Huddle, the special kickoff edition, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area, of Madison. The Great Dane Huddle rolls on live for the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. Our special two-hour-long Badger kickoff edition of Alex Strofe alongside four former Badgers. Tarek Sala, Derek Engler are back for the season. And sadly, Brad Nortman and Chris Orr making their exit for the veterans. Uh, 20 years, did you guys say you've been doing this show in some capacity? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, 2002, I think. Started. So two or three. Because you guys, uh, was your last year in the league the same for both of you? Because it, it was O two for you, right? Uh, 01 and you were O two, right? Uh, o and O one. O and O one. Okay, there we go. Okay, so just right after you guys got right at this radio thing and haven't given it up yet, and rightfully so. Well, we're just having fun. Yeah, you know? I mean, and that was nobody you know, kicked us out. That's the deal. <laughs> I don't think anybody will. You've, you're tenured like, now, and karma's in it. Just you know, uh, just started. started. You know, literally, I think 1996 or seven. Um, so we, you know, we're only a few years. Uh, years we're the removed. same age. And, yeah, so same age, and we still had a Mendota Gridiron Club booster club meeting, and 
the rest was history. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And he hosted the show. <laughs> really? Back in the day, he did. He's our yeah. host. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. I, did, I actually don't know if I knew that. Yeah. Um, I know Rutledge did it a long time, and Lance Davis did it for a while, well, and Bill Johnson lot. did it for a while. Uh, Aaron, Goldhammer, Jordan, yeah. Sherwood. Wow, you've got names there. Uh, Billy something, or Bill something. Bill Johnson? Bill Johnson. Um, there's another guy. Uh, yeah, there was a lot. Is it safe to say I'm the third longest tenured of the names you just named? Yeah. Uh, if you last this year, you will be. Okay. Yeah. So I just need to not piss off Angler because <laughs> Lance, I've realized Lance made it two years. I think I've realized yeah. when I piss off Tarek, it, it maybe Great. makes some of our best content. Now I'm not. Tr- I'm never trying to force it, Tarek. No, but you've gotten got, mad at me a few times. It's got to be organic, like Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know, exactly. He just doesn't know what he's going to do. Exactly. You know? Well. Well, I never know what you're going to do, and I hope it's vice versa. Uh, so I want to talk Badgers offense because it's it might be the big question, right? There's a lot of excitement around it. We know it's the air raid. We know it's RPO. We know they've got a quarterback that knows how to score. Uh, when, when, when it comes to Tanner Mordecai, I always point out the 10-touchdown performance against Houston a year ago, seven in the air, three on the ground. You've got an amazing one-two punch at running back with Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi, and you've got what seems like six wideouts that can play. So uh, I'm just going to throw the ball in the air. Anybody can grab it. What are your expectations of the Badgers' offense in 2023? I expect well, more points than we've had before. But at the same time, it's going to look a little different. Like You're not going to see the shutouts defensively because of the style of offense that we play. This offense is going to have success. I think that the RPO has success personally you know, through going against it. I think it's more so on the quarterback's ability to run. And you don't have to be like Lamar Jackson. You don't have to be that. But if you can hurt the defense with five to eight yards a pop on your when you pull it on a QB read or whatever, a zone read. Take what they this, give you. Exactly. Take what they give you. Then this, then this offense will be very efficient, very effective. It's just that we're going to have to see how we're gonna Mordecai s- reacts to playing in the Big Ten as opposed to Athletic American Conference. Let me follow up on that real quick, Chris, because I want to get the other guy's response. But on Mordecai, mm-hmm. he showed – the ability to run at SMU. Mm-hmm. So does that give you a lot of confidence in his ability to run this this Phil Longo offense to, well, to a T? It gives me confidence, one, because he came from a similar system, so he should be comfortable. It won't take him too long to adjust. It, it'll be different if we had a guy that we really liked here that was running a pro-style scheme under Coach Chris for years, and now you're just bringing a new coach and expecting to do it. That would be different, but he should be comfortable. But my thing is, like, you know, this is this is the conference that produces some of the best defensive linemen in the in the country. You know, you, you got the likes of Chase Young, Joey Bosa, JJ Watt, TJ Watt, like Tart. Yeah. So you you got some you <laughs> nice. got some you got some yeah, you like that huh? Nice. You got some great names coming through here. You got some different athletes chasing you now. So like, it'll it'll I, I'm just eager to see how you adjust to that aspect of it. Like it's going to look different when you got somebody like uh, George Karloftis from Purdue yeah. chasing you versus whoever at Houston. And not not to take away from the American Athletic Conference, it's just that you're going to see these athletes with depth at this level. So. It'll just depend on how you adjust. That's a really good point. Let's go to the other defender on the panel. Tarek? Well, I just think it's going to take some time getting used to because there's a lot of new guys moving parts into this deal. The, the, the offensive line's never experienced something like this. You know, you're no huddle. You're running to the, the, the line of scrimmage. You're looking over the sideline trying to get a read or get your call, and then you got to read everything. It, it's going to take some getting used to. 
And I feel like, you know, the, the probably, you get, I, I say keep it simple, but I think this is a hard offense to keep simple. But it's going to be, hey, a lot of Mordecai making reads and then taking what the, the defense gives you. I think it'll be quick hitters, which are almost like runs or handoffs, and then him running when he feels like he can get that defensive lineman, defensive end to collapse. And then go, they're going to do a lot of deep action. But I think when they really get it together, it's going to be with a little bit more combinations, a little bit more where you're going to be able to not determine if they're really quick hitting or they're going deep, and they'll be have a lot more combinations. But early on, it's going to take some getting used to. So when you say the, the quick duck and dives, essentially, you mean like bubble screens? Like- yeah, well, if the, if, the, if the defensive backs are off, you, you quick hit. If they're up, you go deep. I mean, it's just it's going to be really simple. But I do think there's going to be some turnovers a lot more than we're used to. But we're going to be able to score faster and be you know, able to do some things that we weren't there, able to do. There, there may well be. Um, I'm just obviously, you know, being a former Badger offensive lineman and, and taking a lot of pride in the running game, I'm really interested to see how it opens up for these two horses because they're both great players. And I can tell you that Braylon faced, I think it was like 73 4% of his snaps of eight or more in the box. Yeah. Okay, so now that's going to completely yeah, we change. We won't even run the ball. Then. So uh, we'll understand where, you know, it, he's going to see a different field, and we'll see how good his vision is um, and, and, and where he can find those holes because they're going to be there. They're mm-hmm. naturally going to be there. Yep. Um, where I'm really interested is, you know, the big uglies, uh, you need to still come off the ball just if, as if your hand was down. There's ways to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, NFL coaches coach it all the time, um, and, and I'm, I'm really hoping Jack Bicknell, the new O-line coach, is, I'm sure he's, he's, he's coaching them up and getting them right, but um, that's where it starts. And you need to move the line of scrimmage, regardless of how many are in the box and, and if you're in shotgun or not. And they're going to be in shotgun 100% of the time, except for victory. So, I, you know, I, I'm really I'm just eager to see how that uh, plays out, and, and you know, I, I I think Mordecai 70, 200 yards, 72 touchdowns, 22 interceptions, and albeit some of those were in losses against a TCU, of Cincinnati, and I think uh, I can't remember another uh, Maryland they lost to. All three losses, you know, I I I just what I've seen at practice. I mean, we haven't seen anything like this here in a long time, so um, I'm pretty. We have two quarterbacks in the history that have an arm like Mordecai's. Yeah, I mean, maybe. It, and he's got to stay healthy because I, I, I know we have it's a deeper room than we've seen in a long time, too. But I think they, they're four for six between the three backup quarterbacks. Literally four for six. That's how, how many, how much game action they've had. Nada. Zero. Well, and Mordecai has been doing this offense his entire career, high school and then both college programs he was at before this. That's why it's essential they got Mordecai because you're doing a massive change that's very quarterback-centric. So if you're going to bring in a guy like Braden Locke or, or Evers, Evers, however you pronounce his last name, they're still so young that to rely and lean on them in this new offense, it just felt like too big of a lift. Let those guys develop. Let a guy that's been doing this and has comfort in it, like yeah. Mordecai, be able to lead the charge and lead the guys behind him. Guys, I'm excited to see how Wisconsin takes the brand of power and strength and molds it with speed. There's not a lot of programs that can take this offense and maintain that that embodiment of power and strength, I'm going to overpower you, and keep the speed and space portion of it. So, I mean, and the ones that do it, 
are great. Amazing. They're Alabama, mm-hmm. they're Georgia, they're Ohio State. Yep. But it's not easy to do. And I, I don't want to see Wisconsin abandon that, but I'm eager to see what they can do with space and speed. So yep. that is a tough thing for mm-hmm. Coach Fickle no to question. try to navigate. For sure, for sure. I just, man, two things. One, I love what you just said about keeping – Keeping who we are at our core as Badgers, it hits you in the face over and over again until you quit or until the, the clock is triple zeros. I, I, I hope we can keep that. That's something that, uh, honestly, uh, Ohio State kept. You know, um, a lot of people, even when, when I was playing and, you know, we lost to them a couple times and a lot of people would look at them and see the highlights of, when you look at this style of offense, you see the highlights of a receiver taking a top off, but... When you're in the game, what actually hurts you was the run game <laughs> and, the, yep. and the different things that they can do. But Well, I, when watching Keanu Benton getting dumped on his head last year in the end zone at Ohio State, I mean, that was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you know, Keanu's, he's a great player. For sure, for sure. The, Angler, we've got, a, our, we've got our first Tarek mispronunciation yeah. of the year. Can we keep a track? Say Keanu. his name again. Keanu Benton. Keanu. 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 That's not yeah. bad, Strofe. Come on. <laughs> hey, I, I always like to point him out. It took you 49 minutes. That actually isn't bad for you. I'm telling you. You know what? But Keanu's the, a great tar, player. That's the, not my point. The, the, yeah. These Badger young bucks down at the end of the table went to more classes than we did because those were both very well-informed, educated statements. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. And, and how, Brad, to your point, how – they navigate that and not go to a North Carolina, Oregon. That's not – we got big – like Coach Alvarez used to say, we got big palookas in this state. Yeah. Like, we, we need to we need to road well, grade, you well, know, at the same time. Well, like, got, and Ohio has them. Michigan has them. You know, I mean, they, Iowa has them. Well, but, I, but Iowa's not going to do our offense, but we're going to start to get into that Ohio State type. Yeah. With, well, oftentimes things come down to one yard. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do? Are we going to, like, get soft? I'm most interested to see that. And yeah. then, and Short yardage. Then, and then well, conversely, yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about defense yet, but, like, if we're not practicing. Allowed to do whatever you want. If we're not practicing. <laughs> if, you're not, if, if you're not practicing against, you know, 11 personnel, well, that's two tight ends, you know, two receivers. And, you know, you may not be used to it when you go to Purdue and the grass is up to your, you know, knees and they're trying to grind it down your throat. Yeah. Are, are we going to be ready? Are we going to be able to bowl, bowl well, Purdue, Purdue's, they're 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 starting to trend yeah. our way too. So I just uh, yeah, just but somebody's going to have to. So, somebody's going to try Minnesota, to run down throw. Iowa, sure. Sure. Ryan Walters of Purdue sure. is super. Impressive. I love Ryan Walters. Yeah. Super love Ryan impressive. Walters. A lot of man to man. Anyway, I just feel like this is a feast or famine offense. Like I, from going against it and, and just watching it. Period. It's a feast or famine offense. It's just like the three ball. I'm going to keep saying it. It's just like a three ball in the NBA. If it's not falling, you're going to have a long day. Like, this used to be the answer to Coach Leonard's defense. Everybody wanted to, when they played us, they wanted to go up-tempo. They wanted to spread us out and run the ball, throw the ball, whatever we were giving up, which is cool until it's third down and you've only taken 25 seconds off the clock. And then we get you off the field. And, you know, in the offensive system that we had before, our offense gets the ball four minutes off the clock and we end up with points you're in a you're in a very different predicament now we're up by two possessions now you're solely throwing the ball so like it's, there's just so many levels to the game that change when you change your who, who you are and it, 
at the end of the day, it's about winning football games. It's just going to look different. It's just going to look different. Well, and, and Chris, it, it begs the question, what do you do when you're in famine mode? Mm. We could just keep running the ball and just, yep. like, grind the other team down, and we're just going to break one. We're going to wear them out. Yep. What happens when we're out of sync? Yeah. What do you do then, right? Like, yeah. what is going to be the go-to when you're out of sync? Mm-hmm. Because you can't just go back to, okay, we're just going to grind them and punish them. That's yeah. what so I'm so curious to see how that, that running game evolves because I don't know enough about North Carolina, but I do know that he was very balanced. Longo mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to sure. know how that run. You know, and watching practice is one thing, um, but in a game situation, I want to see how that balance comes out uh, well, because we're going to need it. Yeah. Uh, this is the University of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We're going to need so, it. So, like, with the, the old offense and defense, we kind of know when things go wrong, everything goes wrong. You just go back to that fundamental. And you go running back to what you run in the ball, stop in the run, and you don't really get complicated. But cover four on defense, quarters mm-hmm. right, yep. and we're just going to play simple, but we're going to create just take on the adversity. What is that default in this system? When things are really going bad, what do they what do they go to? I don't I don't know what that is, but I don't know the offense. I mean, that's a legitimate question. I'm not saying they don't have one, mm-hmm. but that's going to be an interesting when you're when you're taking on water, right? How are you going to get the water out of the boat? How are you going to get moving again? Is is somewhat of the question we're asking? There's so many questions. I feel like right. It's because we haven't seen it yet. So Saturday plays a crucial role, but I, I'm I'm so interested to see because as as I think all four of you said, this is something Wisconsin hasn't seen in either a a very long time or b ever so we will continue to talk offense this is coming up next one last comment though this is like you know cable television like you know going from three channels to cable te- some sooner or later you just gotta go and like get cable right we can't, we can't, we can't have he's been hanging oh on to that God. one they have been, they've been cutting the cord yeah. <laughs> you ever yeah. heard that one? Well, he's about 25 <laughs> years too late on that analogy. I'm tired, yeah. I'm tired right, of skating guys? on the roof with an antenna. <laughs> <laughs> All right? let's, let's just get the cable. Let's go. GRB Academy is baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility. You know, 14 batting cages, 6,000 square foot rate room, and they probably have a few TVs with cable on it too. Personal lessons are available year-round with over 300 college players and 150 Division I players. GRB has led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. That's grbacademy.com. Final comment. Go ahead. No, no. I remember when I was a kid when we had three stations. This is way beyond, you know, you guys are so young. And then we had to flip over to the deal where you pressed the buttons. And there was this, and then you had a little bit of uh, control over trying to finagle the reception. This is coming from a guy that just got back from Nantucket and has Apple TV. Yep, yeah, clearly. <laughs> but, you know, you, every now and then you get to see, like, the good stuff when you're a kid, <laughs> which wasn't inappropriate for this conversation. It, yeah, uh, no. I mean, it, you it, made it appropriate. It, it you did an okay job. I'll give you that. Through. It just come through and come uh, through. All right, I'm going to let I'm gonna let Tara continue his old man rant, but <laughs> luckily for you listening, I'm going to let him do it in the break. We'll, we'll continue talking about Badger's offense next. It's the Great Dane Huddle. The Great Dane Huddle rolls on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. I'm Alex Strove alongside, well, only one of us has our headset on. Brad Nortman's here. I'm here. 
I'm well, here. I'm ready well to done. talk Badger football. We're all, We're all here. here. We're all Angler's here. got his headset on. Tarek and I'm Chris. here, body. Sophie? I'm not in spirit. I'm, so I'm going to be honest. I, so I've had, the, I've, I've, had the, I've had the privilege. Shut up, Chris. I've had the privilege and honor <laughs> to, to work with two separate teams last year, right? For six months, it was, it was Tarek and Derek. And then for six months, it's been Brad and, and Chris. And I've noticed a lot of similarities. Tarek and Chris are so much alike, it, it kills me. Right? They're both like... <laughs> Carefree, I don't give a blank what you think about me attitude. That's what it should be. And bro. Angler has that attitude to a point. And so does Brad, but they're more like calculated. They're academics. Wise. They're academics. Yeah, they're right. Center, they, but they, they didn't, they they didn't skip their classes. <laughs> they well, didn't skip their classes. I, I got to tell you, it, as Trophy, I mean, you know, uh, calling Chris out like that, you will experience getting hit in the mouth. You will I mean, they, they are defensive guys. Remember that. Yeah, they 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 scare me. You will I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Both you of them scare me a little bit too. <laughs> you will get is hit. It, is it a coincidence that Norman is between you? and Derek is between you. No, 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 that was no, completely on purpose. He loves, the, he loves to talk about. Man, he loves to talk about my Rose Bowl loss. Yeah, but so I don't have to do that with these fellas because they oh, won the Rose Bowl. Oh, sorry, bro. Oh, dude, hey, that's wrong. And you know what it means to have your neck shortened? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to find out. You know what putting your face in a fan is, brother? That's such a it's, it sounds like you're threatening to give me a swirly like you're my older brother when I'm nine years old. What are we doing here? <laughs> All right, couple final thoughts because I know we got to get to a quick break because uh, typically when you have five people on a panel, it ain't easy to get out on time. Um, I want final thoughts on, on the Badgers' offense. I know there's a ton of questions, but I actually want to go certainties here. What do we know as it stands today prior to week one about the Badgers' offense? And I'm going to start with the only guy that played offense at the University of Wisconsin. <laughs> Derek Angler, what do we know about the Badgers' offense as it stands today? Well, I know that uh, we probably have um, – most competitive wide receiver room we'll see we may have ever had but definitely in a long time so that's number one we have a special quarterback in my opinion and in talking to the staff and uh, talking to coach fickle coach longo uh, they all they obviously all echo that um, need to keep them healthy that comes to get it's up front uh, we need to pass protect. We need to be violent in pass protection. And then I'm very curious to know what at third and one, second and one, fourth and one, I want to know what we're doing. I want to know, are, are, are we still going to throw it? Are we going to still balance it? And are we going to get under center and let these guys tee off? Because you got to, when you're on your heels as, as an offensive lineman the entire game, you, it, they, they'd relish that short yardage where they could put their hand down and tee off. So that's what I'm curious about. And I, I think we got the horses to do it in the backfield. Um, you know, I think tight ends can be interesting. We'll see where we're at there. But we have we have so many receivers, and we have a slot receiver. I think it's going to be very special in, in polls. So. so about certainty, is it right? I, I, my feeling is certain that our running backs will hit their head on the goalpost on, uh, on Saturday. I think that. Because of the fact that we have four wide receivers, we don't have nine men in the box, that our, our, our guy like Braylon is going to just crush it. And, and if, if he doesn't want to crush it, then the next guy, Moosey, will. And the next guy after that, at least on Saturday, and hopefully we keep that up all year. Obviously, we're going to play much better defenses. But um, I just think we're going we're gonna to take advantage of that spread. Well, every time you look at an offense, the question is, how are we going to advance the football? How are we going to beat you? Historically? It was strength with, with the Wisconsin offense. Now it's space. 
That is what I know about this offense. It is space-oriented, and we're going to try to find a way that we can maximize game playmakers in space. How that works out for us, I'm very eager to see. So I think we're going to score more points. I do think we're going to score more points, and I know we're searching for space, not strength. Chris Orr, final thought. I think a certainty. I can't do anything but agree with Tarek. I think our running backs, because of who they are, uh, what they've established, what they've proven, they're going to run the football. You know, even <laughs> Braylon and Chez have already shown that even if it's not an advantageous box count, they can run the ball. So even if we get a six-man box and we got four wide, oh we got God. an extra free hitter, we're, we're going to run the ball, and he's going to make that one guy miss, run him over, whatever. I pray that they just run people over and don't do moves. <laughs> I got to tell you, I though, would love to see that. I'm going to disagree with Nortman. I, I, I think we Ooh. need we need strength and space. We, can, we cannot just go to think that we're just going to create space like some of these other RPO packages. Let That's know, not how man. it happens. Bryson Green, Green, Bryson Green is the strongest <laughs> receiver I think we probably – will ever have I mean, he's yeah. that strong yeah he's he's nice never mind the guys up front always got to be strong mm-hmm. very strong so I, I and braylon anybody seen him in the weight room <laughs> so yeah I, not I, impressive at all i got I, we need we need both but brad do you you know I, the space is going to so, open up things for sure it's offensive lineman that's his dna and he right. totally but i do i do see and we're if we're clicking the left tackle right tackles get kind of kick get that end up the field Throw him, throw him up the field. Get on to the next guy, and it's a little bit less toxic and less physical because you're able. Because they're all worried about space and getting up the mm-hmm. field to rush the passer, and they're going to be able to move guys a little bit better and and maybe not be as physical. But there I say that because that is that is a shame. If I if we're not physical, and that's yeah. what Derek yeah. Derek's like. Hey, listen, the, good. The, we've got to be physical. I don't want to say that, but there are opportunities where you could kind of move guys. In space, there's a lot. Yeah, of, I, but, I agree. I, I agree with Derek, though. Like, oh, my bad, Brad. No, but you're I, good. I feel like you I'll need come with my to response. be. <laughs> I feel like you need to be physical, especially in the spread offense, because like, from a defensive perspective, first of all, when I see the spread, I'm already thinking you're a little weak. I'm already thinking you're a little soft. I'm already thinking you don't want to stand in here and go toe to toe. You don't really want this pressure bro you don't really want to sit in here and bang all day so i know if we fly around and hit you all day you're going to fold eventually so i think that the difference is like when you have an offense that is spread but when we run the ball or just in everything that we do we're hitting you right in the chin we're putting our screws right under your chin over and over again it meshes the two dynamics together. So you you literally off balance all game. You have no idea what to think. Yeah, but guys, I'm not saying that we're going to go soft. This is the challenge that the offense has on its hands that we talked about earlier in the show, right? Mm. Like, how do you marry these two concepts together? But those are Coach Longo's words. That yeah, this is right. an offense based on space. And if you're going to ask Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi, what do they prefer? Do they prefer space or do they prefer tightness and strength? They're going to prefer space. So this whole this whole offense, whether it be running or throwing, is based on getting guys into space. That's what, that's why you do the spread. There is no that's space misdirection in the inside three, guard center guard. So they better figure it out. And that's on Bicknell. And he, I'm I'm really really eager to see how he's going to coach those guys up because sure. we got we got penetration in the middle. We're all screwed. Mm-hmm. So well, I, and and, and the, the best teams in the country do exactly what we're all talking about. They could they could play in space. They could play in you know. In tight quarters, they can be physical. That's what we're all eager we're, to see. So we're all we all got to be pretty much both. Uh, yeah. But the best teams are. Yeah. 
the best teams are. Strobe's still awake. Are you still awake? What are you doing? I, I'm texting our producer. I'm per, uh, no, I'm producing. Well, that's a our picture per, of your girlfriend. That is a picture of my girlfriend. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm texting our producer to make sure are we're okay in? on time. Are you in or in the way? What the, what the hell? Are we gonna get another guy in here? Um, well, I said last word, Chris Orr, seven uh, minutes ago. Lock you in the sauna, dude. We're gonna lock you, run you <laughs> out of here. Well, I was gonna say earlier, Tar. I think the statute of limitations have passed on you <laughs> saying whoever locked you in the sauna. That honestly sounds wonderful because I had a big weekend, so that might actually not hurt me too bad. Tarek Sala, Derek Engler, Brad Norman, Chris or Alex Strope with you. I'm with a bunch of idiots. We're going to continue this next. And guess what, Tarek, Chris? Guess what we're talking next? Gmail? Defense. Defense, man. Gmail? We're talking defense next. (laughs) I don't know, bro. Gmail, that's just really, that hurt my heart. Tarek and Derek have no idea what that is, but we'll get to that about 730 tonight. That's all coming up. It's on Hotmail, In the second hour of the Great Dane Huddle Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. At the Hilldale AOL. area, Madison, we AOL. will uh, try. We'll, we'll do our best to continue the show. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, Playboy Channel. <laughs> the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. Alex Strofe and four former Badgers. Tarek Sala, Derek Angler, Chris Zor, Brad Norton. With you real quick, got to tell you about my buddy Diamond Jim and the great things he's doing over at Condon Jewelers. The jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side. Football season's here, fellas, which means that the holidays are going to come up quick and it's going to be in the back of your mind because you're too busy watching Green Bay and Wisconsin crush everybody on the football field. (laughs) So while I've got your attention, it's time to start thinking about the holidays, whether you're looking to take that next step or whether you're looking to treat your partner the right place to do it, the correct place to do it is at Condon Jewelers on the east side of Madison by Office Depot across from the East Town Mall on East Wash or online, CondonJeweler.com. That's CondonJeweler.com. Tell Diamond Jim I sent you. Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side. So I wanted to talk defense here, but we've only got one of the two defenders on our panel currently on the panel. Right there. Well, he's coming back, so I guess I just have to stall for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Derek, you and Tarek are like best buds. Uh, is it possible to, to, to like understand where he's going next well i mean we're going on like uh 30 years so you know i mean it, it, you know you're around somebody that that much you kind of learn their their peculiar habits and uh yeah i mean i mean <laughs> idiosyncrasies yeah yeah i mean uh, you know i kind of you know i i know where where he's at for the most part i know where the the temperature's at so and, and or where what you know i he knows how to push buttons. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. But, but you're the calm, cool, collected off. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete Monty, on the other hand, he'll just keep pushing them, <laughs> even after 30 years. And that was his college roommate, by the way. <laughs> so, Tarek, I'm glad you're back. Welcome back. Hope your restroom break went well. Uh, Chris, you're here. Obviously, Brad, <laughs> what? Am I not supposed to bring right. up the fact you went no, to the bathroom? I'm just getting older. You know, it takes longer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand these things. Well, I got 24 years to go until I understand those things. <laughs> Tarek, Chris, uh, this this Badgers defense is uh, everything Mike Tressel and Luke Fickle has said is this will still be smash mouth Wisconsin football. Maybe they'll work in a different scheme, but that was initially reported. Now it seems like they're kind of backing away from that. 
um, to a point, right? Like, mm. it's still going to be different than a Jim Leonard defense. But schematically, it might not be. What did they initially report? A 5 3 3 or a 3 3 5? 3 5. Yeah. They're still doing some of that. They're still doing a little 3 3 5. Are they mixing that in? Or is yeah, that always? For sure. No, 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 no. I think they're just mixing it. I think that just thinking about it and, you know, from conversations, I think that they'll go 3 4 in base situations, probably 12 personnel or higher, which 12 is just one running back, two tight ends. Um. Probably anything over that will probably be a 3-4. Anything under that will probably be the 3-3-5, my guess, at least. That's that's what makes sense. But at the same time, we ran a little 3-3-5 in Carolina, and even against the run, like we, we majored it against 21 personnel and all that because it's hard for offensive linemen to ID who they truly want to have in the box there. You can talk about it, too. Like The 3-3-5, there's, just so, there's so much space. There's so many different people moving around close to the box but not well, necessarily in it. Those guys that are playing on Sundays can, can handle yeah, they that, can too. It. They yeah, got, they got the a, lot of, a lot of speed <laughs> well, out there. <laughs> well, and i, I got to tell you, like, this – Back when we played, it was it was so disciplined, and mm-hmm. everybody had a, a, a gap, and there were maybe two gaps or whatever. But you had to be very, very disciplined yep. on what you did. Today, it's a lot of athletes. Yep. It's playing with with, with sound fundamentals. Yep. Um, but I'll, I'll give you one example. When I went I went to the NFL, I ended up playing linebacker. We got stacked a little bit, and did, I played outside linebacker, inside, all this stuff. And I always asked. I said, "Well, listen, if the if the DN spills the, the ball or wherever." What's my? Is he spilling it or is he squeezing it? Bring it back to me. They're like they never said anything. Yeah. And I I just was like, okay, I'm just gonna play inside out, and I, I'll take what they give me. And that's what mm-hmm. happens as a linebacker. You're playing off the defensive line. Yep. And the defensive line, unlike what we were playing, we could, they could do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And you know, they try and keep contained, but they we do a terrible job today of contain, containing. But we have better athletes today. And you just got to be playing like a banshee warrior. Yeah, for If you're sure. not playing like a banshee warrior and get out, this is what old coach used to say, then you ain't playing and then that's it. So <laughs> it's, it's just like, you know, buttholes and elbows, man. Yeah. You better, but, you, buttholes and elbows? Is yeah, that what yeah. you just yeah. said? Yeah, that yeah. a-holes and elbows. Oh, you yeah. know what that I've mean? never heard run, that. Run to the ball. Like you, you better like be, you. That's all you. Child see. over there on fire. You need to. <laughs> that's, that's the exact analogy. There's gonna be a big flipping uh, mindset, I think, to be honest, because I know before, even even when I was playing under Coach Chris, the mindset was we're gonna control the clock on offense. We're not gonna put as much points up. So each possession on defense, the most important, the most vital thing is don't let them get points. Either that's let, don't not let them drive and get a touchdown. If they just so happen to get the ball in our territory, they only leave with three at the most. So, like, that's going to be different, whereas now the pressure is on the offense, really. The pressure is really on the offense. The pressure is on the offense to – if we got – if we give up a touchdown and we're down by four points with a minute left, you're built to score that fast because we're an up-tempo spread offense. You're built to go get a touchdown. So, like, the mindset on defense is a, is a little different. It's more so, like, uh, hold them to as, le- as little as we can – with the understanding that we're probably going to play 70 to 80 snaps on average, probably versus another up-tempo offense, which you would majorly see in college football anyway. So the, I think that's the biggest aspect that this defense needs but, to change from. Me, but you, take, you can take more risk in this defense because oh, yeah, you, for sure. you know your offense can yep. come back and score. For sure, for sure. So it might give up something. But my question back. is for Chris, tell me a little bit about this 
this linebacker unit, mm-hmm. you know, because MoMA, oh, yeah. we got to meet a little bit. I'm oh, yeah. very impressed with MoMA. Uh-huh. Yeah, they got Jordan too. Turner inside, of yep. course. Mm-hmm. I think Daryl Peterson could be pretty special, yep. you know, hunting the quarterback. Yep. I don't know. You tell, you tell us because, you know, I know man, a little bit about I'll give you a full breakdown, man. I'll give you a full breakdown. Right, Starting with hear. the inside, guys. MoMA is a beer. smart. He's a smart. <laughs> Go get one. Heady football player. He's super smart. That's that's probably the yeah, yeah. biggest attribute to Muma's game. He's smart, uh, real technically sound. You know, they had some great coaching before with uh, Coach Bostead and, um, oh, man, Coach D'Onofrio, who's no now pointers. at uh, Shout Stanford. Out Bostad. And um, Jordan, honestly, Jordan is the prototypical linebacker. He's got the size. He's 6'2", 6'3", 230, and he's got the athleticism as well. He can run. He can hit. So that, that's the best thing about him. A gym, a hidden gym that I, I want to tell everybody about is Jake Cheney. Jake Cheney is a – he's – if I could the, – the simplest way I can put him, he's a way more athletic version of myself, to be honest. He's physical, he's smart, and he's athletic. He can run. He can run and hit. That's probably the Jake, best thing about this that's, linebacker That's group. what I'd say about you, about me. man. I heard some crazy man. stories about Junior Seau. But uh, moving on to the outside, you know, you got DP, Daryl. Daryl can definitely get after the passer. Um, that's probably the best part of his game is his pass rush. CJ Getz on the other side. Holding it down. Yeah, he, he's the he's the guy that's going to set the edge. Yeah. He, like, you know he's, you know what you're going to get out of CJ every time. He's going to set the edge, yep. speed the power rush, yep. keep contained, always doing his job. So so I'm excited about this linebacker unit because they've been kind of – all of these guys have kind of been overshadowed by, like, the superstar, you know, Nick, uh, sure. Leo, and Jack in years before. So, like, they've been overshadowed by the superstars, and it's kind of their time to take the reins awesome. and, and be who they're supposed to be. I Just, love it. Just the same as, you know, how everything goes. Like, before it was me, TJ, Jack, and Ryan. And now right. it's – then it moved to Jack and uh, Leo. Then it moved to Nick. I'm telling you, man. So now we're just ready Chris, to see who the next guy is. You, you go over the past uh, decade or so, you put us up there with anybody as far as LBU. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take no that out any day of the week. You any see day what, of the week. what Herb's doing? Any day of the week. Herb's – Tearing it up. Put it. Put it He's like this. Put it like season. this. Even even you know outside of Nick and Leo. Well, I no, guess I play going. with Jack. Every every linebacker that has started for the Wisconsin Badgers since my freshman year, 2015, has made the it to league. the NFL. In the That's league, unreal. crazy. Well, dude, you got Shabert. Right? You got Borland, oh, yeah. Schobert. Yep. Schobert. Yep. Well, Matt Schobert was a quarterback for us once, I think. <laughs> Shay. There's no Shay. We show. We show up. <laughs> played but, in Cleveland for a while. Just yeah. like you. Oh, dude. Dude, that guy played forever. He, he got like <laughs> I think he might contracts. still be in the league. Yeah. Is Joe Schobert still in the league? I think he's on that outside looking in, but he's still he he's definitely released. still in the league. Yeah. We got to wow. call him to pick up some tabs. That's what we got to do, man. <laughs> True that. True Joe's that. Probably, Joe's Holy probably out cow. hiking some mountain, man. That's who, that's who Joe is. Yeah, right. Brad, we haven't gotten your opinion. You know, I, if I can take like a more of a fan perspective, right? You know, I love me some analogies, right? Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. The last several years on offense, we've been eating nothing but rice and beans, right? So, like, mm. anything is an improvement to, like, what we've been experiencing. And so that's what makes me excited about the offense. On defense, we've been eating steak, boys. Like, we've been eating steak, and it's been good steak. I'm a little concerned that we're going to be taking a step back just because I don't know. It's been gotten very little publicity. We don't know what it looks like. And we're coming from an area where, like, this has been the best 
one of the best defenses, top five defenses over the last eight years, right? So, so it's like I'm, there's a I concern would say, to I me would, for would, a change. I would argue, I would argue uh, um, with you and against you, the only reason being, you know, there are certain aspects to defensive statistics when you're playing in the West, mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. You're playing Iowa. You're playing. Yeah. I mean, you're playing. Brad. I mean, you're you're not playing good offenses. You're just not. You just haven't. I mean, there's been nothing in the West. So, I w- I would definitely argue that that has something to do with it. But also agree with you, Brad, because we've had non-conference games. We took it to LSU, and this is this is Dave Aranda days, mm-hmm. right? You know? Right. So, I mean, uh, yeah. Amen. I mean, that's so yeah. But I, let I, me ask you: Is it was it scheme or was it the mentality? Both. Yeah, I'll tell you right. Yeah. I'll tell you first thing. Oh, yeah, there you go. It, for was sure. both. it was both. The scheme was set up in a way. So the scheme grew. It was I'm mean, honestly it was it was under Dave it was Dave Aranda's scheme and Coach Wilcox added his twist and then Coach Leonard added his twist with his own ideas, you know, and all of that. But the mentality was I'm t- I'll tell you the mentality, first and foremost. Number one, nobody rushes for over hundred yards on us. That, that was the number one thing. Nobody rushed for over 100 yards on us. Once we shut the run down in the first three quarters, it's time to party in the backfield. Well, our literal term for a run was Army. Pass was party. Because we wanted to party in the backfield. We wanted to hit your quarterback. It didn't matter. It didn't matter who we had at DB. This was the, the mindset of defense. It didn't matter who's at corner. Was, safety, nickel, we're going to hit your quarterback. Was Jimmy your coordinator? Yep. He was my coordinator for three years. Okay. And in my first two years, I had Aranda and Wilcox. So, Talk about like his confidence, mm-hmm. his calmness, coolness. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I gotta think that's a big part. Like for sure, he for just sure, built, built confidence. In for guys. sure, he he provided energy when you made a big play. He provided yep. energy. You could see his energy come alive on the sideline. He was celebrating with you. He never flinched, right? And then when he, things when things didn't go right, he was stoic. He was calm. You never you never had a question on what went wrong. When we got to the sideline, it was. Either they had us schemed up, this was just the right call for whatever we were in, yeah. or we just lost this battle. We lost this one-on-one battle somewhere or some way. The thought was, we're going to make you eat crumbs the entire way down the field. Like, and, and if you can survive that, hats off to you. The mindset was punishment. We wanted you to... We wanted you that if you came to Camp Randall and you thought you were going to put up a lot of points, we wanted you to know that you are going to leave, leave the stadium... Somebody's leaving on the cart. Somebody's leaving on the stretcher. <laughs> You're nice. all leaving. You're all leaving. Sounds like a linebacker. Is there, is there a delay yeah. for that? Half, no. of, <laughs> yeah, half of you can't. Half of you can't play next week. And if you're playing next week, you're not the same. Player. I love it. I don't have to say it. Chris is taking some uh, some bullets off your back. Chris, or Brad Norman, Tarek Sala, Derek Angler, Alex Straval with you here on the Great Dane Huddle. Coming up next, we got to introduce Tarek and Derek to Gmail. Which are all the questions emailed into our producer, Alex Gravatt. By real people. By real people. <laughs> and we will get to those next. But first, got to tell you about everything going on here at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Four locations in the Madison area, here in the Hilldale area, downtown, on the east side, and in Fitchburg. And now, you can bring the Dane to you. Dash the Dane. That's right. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company has expanded the delivery offerings with DoorDash. New customers get $5 off their first order of $25 or more. And don't forget, DashPad subscribers always receive free delivery. Order delivery today. GreatDanePub.com 
or on the DoorDash app and get your food delivered from the Great Dane closest to you. Downtown Hilldale, Fitchburg, or East Madison. Great Dane Pub Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Gmail is next. It's the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Hilldale. The Great Dane Huddle <laughs> rolls on live from the Great Dane Bumming Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. You hear the laugh of Chris Orr. I'm Alex Strope alongside three other former Badgers besides Chris Orr, Brad Norman, Tarek Salah, Derek Angler with you. Tarek, Derek, you have no idea what Gmail is, and I'm very excited for you to figure it out. We have tons and tons of fans across the country. That listen avidly to the show each and every week. And they email in their questions to Alex G. Alex Gravat G. So it's time now to answer those questions. It's time to play Gmail. You've got mail. Hey, Derek. Hey, Tark. How are you doing? Good. Good. Gman, good, good to hear your voice, man. I'm glad to hear we your voice. We missed you. I, it's been far unlike, too long. Unlike Strofe, we missed you. Well, as you guys may know, I, I get that a lot. I spend all day sending and receiving emails uh, here in the ESPN Madison studio, and some people email me some interesting questions. So we're going to start with Cornelius and Tex Arcana. Big fan of the show, big <laughs> fan of us, specifically huge personal friend of Chris Orr. Uh, and he asks, <laughs> or he, he points out that the largest Loch Ness monster search in over 50 years was conducted this weekend. Do you believe in Nessie? And if not, what is your explanation for the sightings? We'll start with you, Derek. Well, I got a bit of the Irish in me. I, I, you know, I, I think I, I believe in Nessie. <laughs> Let me get him another pint here. Uh, no, I, I, I think I will say this is your boy from Texarkana. Yeah. <laughs> I had a quarterback from Texarkana. His name was Mike Cherry, my rookie year with the uh, – played at Murray State with New York Giants. He was a teammate of mine, and he was – he would have believed in Nessie. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say no. I, I'm more like – I. Maybe if you were selling me aliens, I'd be more into it. But we had a heated alien debate. Not long. <laughs> we did. You go, you go alien over Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. You don't, it's like, bro. What people say, I'm saying no. But what people say is the Loch Ness monster is probably just some some river fish. It's a mythical. It's some fish. No, I'm going yeti. Go yeti. Yeti number one. Aliens two. Loch Ness three. Yeti. It's just yeah. some giant There's fish. A yeti. There's a guy out. You know. A guy? <laughs> or something like We're not talking about offensive linemen. Yeah, well, something like that. We have some former teammates that something look like, like a Yeti. That. Yeah, but, like, you know, whatever that is, you know, like the, from the, uh, you know. Like uh, a Sasquatch. Yeah, I don't know where you're going here. Yeah. I was talking about the uh, commercial. You put your hand up to your face. I don't know what yeah, you're. We all got what you signal. mean. Right. You know what just, I'm talking just about. Just What commercial was that for? They, they used to have uh, the, yeah, Jack Links. Yeah, yeah, Jack yeah. Links. I don't yeah. want to promote. We all got what you mean. Yeah. Well, you yeah. just did. Great job. Yeah. Hey, Jack uh, Links. It wasn't what you like to put in your mouth, Strofe. It was a Jack Links. He's talking about French fries from the Great Dane Company. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was eating. <laughs> That's what I was eating. What's next? It's your generation, though. You don't care. 
You've got mail. All right, Connor in L.A., huge Vikings fan. Kirk Cousins this past weekend was seen rocking a pretty gnarly, macho man, Randy Savage-style mustache. And he asks, what is the best facial hair? Brad Norman, it feels like you might have an opinion on this. What's the best facial hair? Best facial hair? I'll tell you what. Someone who is confident wears a mustache. Like that is, yeah, if you had a mustache sure. and you have, that is no fear. I don't care. I'm powerful. I'm going for it. I would personally go for just a, a beard, a nice little strong five o'clock shadow. But I cannot hate on a mustache. That is a stud yeah. move. Now here's the Trump, thing. What are you Bradley. into? Well, well hold on. <laughs> I can't win that now. <laughs> I didn't be on with them more, man. <laughs> hey, we're ready, Trophy. Come on. We're ready. Well, I was going to dispute Brad's claim that anybody that rocks a mustache does it well because I talked to Hunter Wohler, the Badger safety today, and that's a tough mustache. It's it's not very good. But the courage, the courage to do it, it especially when it's bad. Especially when it's bad. Um, I will say Kirk Cousins, Macho Man, whatever we call that, Fu Manchu. It, it was a good look. I think that's the answer. If you have enough confidence to rock whatever that is, eh, nobody loves you, but it's fine. I I think the best facial hair, honestly, I think it's when you're when you're older. When you're older and you got what? that gray beard. Ugh. So we're bringing like color a, into it. Looking down the nothing, table, T. Hey, hey, nothing. Nothing speaks. I'm a wise old man. Has been through a lot. That could teach you something, young fella. Chris is just like staring at Derek Angler as he says this. <laughs> well, Chris, when, uh, you need to balance it out when you lose a lot of them top. You know, the Giants. It's like good balance. You know, offense, defense. <laughs> Tarek, what are you into? I, I'm into any woman that wears a mustache. It's, it's really my. That's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> How many women have you been with that grew facial hair? I don't know, man. Not on purpose. <laughs> he, he says, I don't know, because he lost count. A lot of beard. Yeah. Dog. He doesn't remember. It's a weird, it's a weird fetish of Tarek Sala. <laughs> Never sober, man. A lot of beers in. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just implicating myself. Las, Las no. Vegas, he uh, he lost all standards all, and self-respect. I'm all waxing. It's all good deal, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. What's, what's next? What's next? You've got mail. So we've got Sam in Boston <laughs> saying that, just just curious, what do you think the first person who ate an egg was thinking when they ate that egg? <laughs> Man. God, Tarek, what us. do you think? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I mean, I'm certainly they didn't cook it, right? So oh. just, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's just... Nasty. That's a. That's what they were thinking. This is an amazing question. <laughs> it's amazing. And I do not I know. know the answer. Not if they saw Rocky Balboa put it in a pint no glass. No question. And, you know, that was going to do it. You know, twenty miles. Adrian. You know, you know they're thinking desperation. Like desperation. I have to eat something. Like it might as well they be this thing. You think do yeah, anything. I was going to say the first person that ate it had to have bitten right into the shell. Probably. They yeah. probably spit it out. They probably were like, oh, I seen uh, all these little animals do it. Like, yeah. I need some Their mouth is just bleeding because of the shell cutting it into the skin. It was definitely a fertilized egg, too. Oh, Chris. No. I might have been thinking I just took a okay, lot. come on. I might have been thinking that. Or, or you say delicious Great Dane food, and this question yeah, came up. Yeah, it's not over yet. It's not oh, over you, yet. Yeah, you've got to eat yours. Good luck. Think about that egg. Derek has five fries left. I have about 11. Uh, Brad's got a giant chunk of fish left. What are you eating over there? I have some tuna tataki. 
Okay. Oh, wow. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. By, the, by the way, the food's been amazing here. Yeah. That yeah. always well, is. Great yeah. pivot off this conversation. Much, much better than a raw <laughs> egg, G. One last one. Let's go. You've got mail. Kimmy and Madison asks, what's your astrological sign and what does that mean to you? <laughs> Alex Strope, let's start oh with you. Astrological sign. So that would be, uh, that's, the, that's the Sagittarius one, right? Yeah, sure. That's one of them. Okay, well, I was born December 7th. Maybe you might want to fact check that, but I think I'm a Sagittarius. And what does it mean to me? Absolutely nothing. I, yeah. I got, we had nothing else to add. I mean, I agree. I'm a Virgo, and it it, it means even less than that to me. We have I'm a sure coworker. Less, but. We have a coworker at ESPN Madison who's actually here at the Great Dane tonight, Maddie, um, and she likes to analyze everybody's oh, astrological signs. And I asked my boss to fire her after the first <laughs> time she did that to me, uh, but uh, unfortunately, that did not happen. This is this is what I tell people all the time. I'm a Gemini. It means absolutely nothing to me. And for everybody who loves to argue about it, I have a brother that's a Gemini. <laughs> And we are polar opposites. We can't be further. We literally can't be further apart. Oh, here we go. Are we going to have a defense of... Hi, are you guys talking crap science? about astrology right now? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just, I want you to explain to the people out there how okay. when you're born... Right. ...has something to do with your core values or who you are at your core. Me and Chris have this conversation like on, once a week. Hold on. As opposed to... How you grew up, where you grew up, your family, your circumstances, just things that happen also, in your life. Stroke, you trying to get me fired? <laughs> Is that what I heard? <laughs> you heard that. You heard. Listen, we'll have this talk. I'll go YouTube live like like an Aaron Rodgers whole thing, and I'll break down all don't of your you astrology gotta, signs. Don't you got to read my palm or something? I can read your palm. Rub my palm or something. Wait, uh, wait so Gemini, but... But Chris is really like a Scorpio. See, what, that, what that are, makes what are no you guys? sense. That makes oh. no sense. Virgo, I'm a Sagittarius. Virgo, Sag. I'm just one of those big, sensitive, caring, giving cancers. <laughs> Aww. But you, but you poke me too much, and the, the, the claws come out. You know gotcha, that. Gotcha. I go in my right. hole, and the claws come out. So. Well, it really I, depends on your rising sign. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, I know all about yeah. it. My wife my tells me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till I bring the books in for you. What? The dating ones and the birthday ones. They're about that thick. Oh, he knows. I love this. <laughs> and I'm a They're Scorpio. not mine. You're I'm a Scorpio? Scorpio. And I'm so glad that Strofe is not a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, you're so close, though. Right? Yeah, no. Oh, I'm Strofe's a Scorpio. is Sagittarius. I'm a Scorpio. I, I, I'm right there with you, Tarek. There you go. Yeah. G-Man. So I'm, I'm a big Scorpio person. Okay, All right, here's Strofe. Sorry. Thanks for bringing me on. Two Scorpios. <laughs> Thank you, Madison. Um, gee, I don't know what summer. happened there, bud. Oh, I don't know great. what you just led us into. Excellent. We learned that, that Derek's got it figured out. He knows all about the signs. He knows what he needs. Yeah, that shocked me. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see that one coming. Although, see that coming Angler either. to a point is a so teddy sensitive. bear, but not to that not, not to that level. No, he's more of a hard ass than he's leading there, on right there's, now. Um, there's, you know, he's my wife's into all man. this stuff and whatever. You know, I, I could... It's to me. He's a renaissance man. Pocus. Don't let her hear <laughs> He's a renaissance man. You should see all the stuff he's into. Tarek, like, Derek, what, one thing Tom you guys Petty, are both into. Molly Crew, <laughs> Metallica. That's renaissance is, is, right there. Is that what they're playing at Carbon World Health oh, when you yeah. guys go to visit? Tell uh, us a little bit about our friend Doctor Nestor Rodriguez. You got to get there. When'd you go? You just got I, back from I just Nantucket. Got there, yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah. <laughs> you got to get in there. Yeah, I am missing it. But that cryo chamber and that red light therapy, we've been doing and crushing it. I've Love got it. friends that are crushing it there, not only not only in the in the spa, but in in the weight room, and and they're paying the price. 
So they have a nice balance between paying the price in the weight room he, and then getting the uh, therapy. Rutledge, the when spot. he did his his uh, training regimen there, you would you say he looked like a he looked like an off duty off duty police officer, officer. no doubt, a yeah, narc, no yeah. question, in a good way though. A narc. The hormone therapy, you know, you know what a big di- a lot of weight control. Hold on, <laughs> what is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't a hose spraying at us. That was Chris Orr laughing. It sounded like a sputtering hose. Anyway, CarverWorldHealth.com is the website. CarverWorldHealth.com. With weight loss therapy, like that whole deal is a big deal now. And how you do it is really important. And they give you the guidance to give you give you control to be able to manage your weight, which is a, obviously and you know, a, a full buffet of spa uh, treatments and, and, and vitamins and you name it. You know you. you you, you have a lot of options there, and, and both uh, Dr. Nestor Rodriguez and you know, and, and his wife, they, they well, do they'll, a great They'll give thing. you the right, they'll give you, you'll be able to go there and get a whole review of what your health is like yeah. and, and be able to get a path forward in order to be healthy. And Ashley's got that, uh, Dr. Nestor Rodriguez's wife, Ashley's got that spa on point. No question. So, you know, I mean, that, for the ladies out there too, and men, because I'm, I'm heading to the spa, I look in the workout room. I said, maybe later. He is a big teddy bear. <laughs> no doubt. All right, CarbonWorldHealth.com is the website. Trial. We're, we're going to have about 60 seconds each to give our final thoughts on Jordan Love from the Packers preseason, which is over in Dunwall. We'll do that next. It's the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area, Madison. Wrap it up, the special two-hour edition of the Great Dane Huddle, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. What a pleasure it is to be joined by four former Badgers and NFLers and Chris Orr, Brad Norton, Derek Angler, and Tarek Salam, Alex Strove with you. What are you doing? I just love you, man. I love you too, bro. Um, good to have you back. <laughs> what, do, what do we think the uh, attendance is going to be? You know, Labor Day weekend? Sold out. It's going to be high. Should be sold yeah. out. Are the students going to show up early? Season? Derek, let me, let me, let me flip up, it back man. on you. I happen to look on SeatGeek today. Give them some beer. Let them have their drinks. They'll show up. That's funny. There are a lot of tickets available. They'll show up. So, Derek, I want to flip it on you. When's the last time you remember this much excitement around the Wisconsin football program? 2019. Chris, your name's not Derek. I'm just giving them a suggestion. Um. Wow, this is tough. I, I got to go back 10 years. I got to go back to Bielema days, to be yeah. honest with you. Week one specifically, right? Like, yeah. to, to, to your point, Chris, 2019, there was a ton of buzz because the team was so good. Mm. And I don't know if there was I mean, this much win, buzz week one. When you go back one. to back, you didn't win, but back to back, to back Rose Bowls, asterisks on the third one. There was, a, I mean, in that era. Fight them. I wasn't part of the third one. Oh, I you agree. weren't part of the third one. You had Russell. You had Russell. You had JJ. And never mind, eight. NFL offensive linemen, like yeah. three All-Americans. Crazy. In there. I mean, it's just yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You look at all yeah. that. It's yeah. just like, wow. They're, you know, so yeah. sure. for sure. I, I would like it. And not to say, to Chris, great point. 19 was. Oh, no. It was just a joke. Well, just no, not 19. Uh, uh, 17? 17. Thank yeah, you. 17. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, 17. A lot of hype around 17. Yeah, 17. 17, there was a lot of hype. And yeah, so I guess sure. more Undefeated. recently it would be that. Um, but. Prior to that, probably have to go back to that. that, that I'd, I'd, per, I'd personally go farther, but I, I would say the Bielema Rose Bowl teams yeah. w- would be the last time, and, and maybe even if that. I mean, there was 
you, you guys, I mean, we've been talking about this for almost, I mean, 10 months at this point. I don't know. There was a lot of excitement when Russell came in. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. There was a there lot was of excitement. A lot of excitement. There. And then, um, then we started to see what he did on but the But what, what Fickle has brought to this program is unbelievable. I mean, it is Barry-esque, and the guy hasn't coached the game yet. I mean, it is it is actually absurd. And, and I so a, I think it'll be full. I have a question for don't you, though. Do you, think, do you think that that's because of the new era that we're in now? Because of how prominent social media is yes. now? And, yeah. Like, yeah. And yes. They utilize because, it. Because, yeah, for sure. Like, like they did a great job u- using it. No no knock on, you know, Fickle and the staff. But just that some of the excitement could be because of that, because of what we're being fed on a daily basis instead of before you had to with your newspaper or the – news anchor to talk about it or them to mention us on ESPN or whatever the case is? Yeah, well, I got to tell you, one thing about Fickle, mm-hmm. he has that he has that toughness about him, mm-hmm. and he hangs his hat on being tough. For sure. He, he has all this other stuff, but he's, he's not going to compromise I, I think the culture and the integrity, mm-hmm. and that's really special. That's what I'm excited about, that we're going to be able to have you know, this dynamic offense and defense which hopefully carries the torch but you're gonna you, he's not gonna compromise the toughness and discipline that's what makes you special it's easy to be flashing the pan and create all this stuff and go take a guy from one college and bring him here and you get one hit wonder but in order to continue that and create a culture i think that's what i'm excited to see I, and it, it's, it's not one game so if things go sideways i think it's still this is a long-term solution well and i think you know the non-conference games are set up perfectly, um, because we're you know especially from a from a defensive standpoint, mm-hmm. um, and 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 also up front offensively in different situational, uh, you know short yardage stuff like that. I'm I'm really curious to see where we're at because that's yeah. what I'm that's when I'm going to have a magnifying glass in the trenches because I want to know what's going on because mm-hmm. um, that that will be a telltale sign to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, very excited for Saturday's opener against Buffalo Camp Randall Stadium. We'll talk more about the three of us next week about Jordan Love, but real quick, I want everybody to give like a 20-second thought on Jordan Love and through three preseason games, by the way, 21 of 33, 193 yards, three touchdowns for Jordan Love and the three preseason games combined. 30 seconds tops each on Jordan Love. Tarek Sala, we start God with you. Us. Well, I got, I see, I see <laughs> okay. a light. I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I see, I see potential. My nose isn't growing. It's, I see, I see, I see a chance there. Now, I, I sure hope that we play great defense, and that Bakhtiari is healthy. What do I got? About ten seconds left. Uh, Thirteen. I, I'm not flinching, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> if, if, if if we could kind of just play good defense, I think he'll be fine. All right, well done. You had four seconds Full to spare, Derek I haven't watched a single snap of Packers preseason, um, <laughs> uh, nor would I really have cared to, um, nor Jordan Love for that matter, because nothing really matters until live bullets, regular season. I may have seen Jordan's mop-up time in the past, but I, we're not going to find out who he was until season opener. I think you're right about that. Chris Orr? Um, I, I think you can have some confidence. He's taking another step. You know, we talked about it before. There's a there's steps that you need to take. You gain your confidence through training camp, practicing with each other through the joint practices, through the preseason games. Now it's time to see what you can do in the regular season game because now people are going to be game planning to stop you and what you do best instead of just running our core plays, our base plays. Let's see how fast guys can play. 
Brad Nortman, 30 seconds, go. The pros, he's got poise, he's accurate when he needs to be, and it seems like he belongs. The negatives, we haven't quite seen the big playability yet, mm. and he hasn't done it against live bullets like we're talking about. Mm. So he's passed every test so far, but the only test that matters is coming up. Mm. Damn hey, straight. Quick question, is Mason Crosby retired? No. He's free agent. Free agent. So, but he's not he's with the out. Do we have a kicker? Anders Carlson. Do we have a fifth-round pick? Rookie punter, rookie kicker, oh, a long in snapper. Yeah, little thing. Brad, Brad Norman is, is building phone calls. Put me in, Coach. <laughs> Chris Orr, Brad Norman, it's been a blast hanging out with you the last six months. Appreciate you filling in for these fun, guys. You guys. Hey, you guys are welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You can take, it off to the goats so now. You can take yeah. so <laughs> spot they could probably do a much better job. Tarek, Derek, excited to get back at it with you fellas again next week. Welcome back. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. Of course, we'll do it again next week. It is the Great Dane Huddle. A big thanks to Chris or Brad Nortman for doing it the last six months. Now the next six months belong to these veterans. Tarek Solid, Derek Angler back with me, Alex Strove. We'll do it again next week, same time, 6 o'clock, right here on 100.5 ESPN. This has been the Great Dane Huddle.